Welcome to the Nutrition Revolution. Make us your one-stop shop for all things related to nutrition. We will remove the confusion, debunk the myths, and provide you with experts and thought leaders in the nutrition industry. Here's your host, Melissa Dunnings. Hello, I am Melissa Dunnings, and I am here with Rachel Rutabi. She is our nutrition expert for the day. How are you doing today, Rachel? I'm doing great, Melissa. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming on board. I want to read your bio, and if you'd like to add anything, just let me know. So, Rachel holds uh, certifications in personal training, nutrition coaching, and functional medicine. She's the mother of two and a reformed medical device professional. Rachel specializes in helping busy women uncover what's really holding them back uh, when it comes to losing weight, like stress, nutrient deficiency, hormone imbalance, and gut health, in addition to fine-tuning their exercise and nutrition program. She's also created a Master Your Metabolism ebook, which teaches you uh, how to eat to lean out, and also questions to ask your doctor when the scales aren't moving. Rachel, is there anything else you'd like to add to your bio? No, that's great. Thank you. So you have a background in mechanical engineering. What led you into the world of wellness and nutrition? Yeah. Okay. So there actually is a little bit of like, you know, rhyme or reason to the rhyme, I guess, with that story. But yeah, so I started as a mechanical engineer and when I was finishing school, figuring out what field I wanted to go into, I learned about the field of biomedical engineering where you, know, you can use your engineering degree to help companies make devices that are going to help people improve their health. And so I was like, that is so cool that it's what I want to do. And so did end up going into the medical device field. I worked there for over 11 years. So I started in engineering and then realized that the folks that were really telling us what to do were the marketing people. So I was like, I want to do that. So I went into marketing and then eventually went into sales too for a little bit, where I was working in interventional cardiology. So their cardiologists are in the cath lab at the hospital treating cardiovascular disease. So like blockages in the arteries with stents that my company made. And so I spent a lot of time hanging out there with the cardiologists and the nurses and the x-ray techs that worked in the cath lab and got to talk to them a lot about their patients and their health. And you know, a lot of the cardiologists would say to me, yeah, this person would get better if they would only eat right and exercise, but they're not doing it. So here they are. And, you know, we'd see sometimes the same patients coming back over and over again. So that really stuck with me in the back of my head. And then around 2014 was when Obamacare was happening, which was a really awesome initiative to be able to, you know, provide healthcare to more people, but it also turned the medical device field on its head. There were so many changes. And at the time I was working with our senior management team on some strategy stuff and realized that number one at the time, because of all those crazy changes, we didn't really know what we were doing. And number two, after looking, working in the cath lab with the doctors, I realized that, you know, what we were doing was really not helping people get better. We were just kind of putting a bandaid on, you know, a problem with their health. So I ended up leaving the field and I'd also had a miscarriage recently at the time, like trying to have our second child. And then, you know, I went through a period of self-exploration where I was like, what do I want to do? I knew I wanted to do something and learned about this whole idea of nutritional therapy and really using nutrition therapeutically to help people get better. I was like, that's what it is. But I still didn't know exactly how to get there. So I started with getting a certification in personal training. So I really like working out. 
And then that led me to nutrition coaching, which I know Melissa, you and I have the same nutrition coaching certification, which is pretty cool. And then I learned about the field of functional medicine. And when I did some research and learned more about what that was, I was like, that is what I wanted to do. It really is kind of a deep dive on nutrition and helping people get better. And so I've been studying that for the last year and a half. I'm done with my first level certification and almost done with my second. And I've started using it in my practice. And it's really amazing to see some of the changes that you're able to help people with their health, you know, through functional medicine. So with your cath lab, did you guys do like ablations and that type of thing? Not the procedures that I supported, but yeah, that did happen in the same area of the hospital too. So unrelated last year, it will be a year ago next week. I had a cardiac event where wow. my heart rate got up to 276. I was in, like, I had to have uh, four cardioversions, which is, I think that's what they call it. Yeah, I had to shock my heart back into rhythm four times. Had to have a heart cath, an ablation. So it was a long, drawn-out event in the hospital for a week. It was right before my birthday. It was just... Oh, my gosh. They said, had my health not been... Because it was just this random arrhythmia that happened that I would have died from that arrhythmia had my heart not been as strong as it was and as healthy. Yeah, so I was, when people tell me they're in the cath lab, I always like to tell them, like, 276? Have you heard of 276? Yeah, you're a miracle. (laughs) I didn't realize it was as life-threatening as it was, but it is truly a miracle. So tell us what a functional health coach is. Yes. Okay, so really with functional medicine, what we're looking to do is get to root cause resolution of dysfunction that holds people back so that they can really thrive. And some of the things that we focus on with that to help get the body back into balance are working on sleep and stress management, a whole foods-based diet. And then, so that's all kind of the basic stuff. But some of the other things we look at are looking at lab values for conventional labs at the optimal range of those markers versus the reference range. That's kind of a story for another day, but really our lab markers and the values that are in there for conventional labs, just tell us where 95% of the population lies. So if we think about the U S population as a whole, that's not necessarily the best gauge of health. And so within that somewhere is the optimal range. So we look at those, we do kind of a deep look at conventional labs from a functional lens. And then we can also do some advanced functional testing to look at things like nutrient deficiencies, gut health issues, hormone imbalances, toxin burden, and more. And it's really great. Functional medicine is really great for helping to resolve symptoms from autoimmune conditions, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, fatigue, IBS, and also for helping people figure out why they can't lose weight if you know, they're doing all the right things, but nothing's happening. And it's also really great to help with preventing disease because, again, we can look at these lab markers and trends over time to help prevent disease from ever actually developing and also helping to reduce inflammation, which is really important for our overall health, but also to help with preventing disease. So we're recording this episode in the midst of this corona pandemic. So how does functional medicine play a part in the pandemic and how could we? utilize it for our benefit. Yeah. So I touched on like the autoimmune thing. Um, Definitely. There's a lot with functional medicine that we can do. That's going to help boost our immune system. And so in a world right now where it might feel like there is not a lot that we have control over and a lot of things that we can't do, 
this is one thing we actually can take some really proactive action on to improve our immune function. And so that will help if we have a strong immune system, then if we do encounter the virus or the infection, our body's going to be able to fight it off a lot better. And so either we won't have any symptoms or our symptoms will be reduced from that. And so all of the principles of functional medicine can really help to put the body back into balance so that the immune system is stronger and we're able or more resilient to these viruses in general, because a lot of the, you know, data so far, you know, the data on the coronavirus and COVID-19 changes all the time. They're rapidly collecting this body of data on it and the effects. Um, But definitely one thing that they've seen is some of the conditions like metabolic dysfunction, like diabetes, cardiovascular disease, autoimmune conditions, obesity, those all, you know, folks counter the COVID infection, those folks tend to have worse outcomes. And so if we can help people improve their health, that's going to help, you know, reduce the effects. And then also there's some things we can do that are really going to help, you know, specifically to help boost the immune system for everybody, no matter how healthy you are. So yeah, that's how functional medicine can help increase our help with the immune system and boost the immune system. Yeah. So there's kind of three key areas that I like to talk about in terms of boosting the immune system. So the first one is sleep. The second one is, I call it calm, just to put a positive spin on it, but really it's like stress management. And the third ones are specific things that we can eat. So when we sleep, that's when a lot of different systems within our body repair. So it's really important that we try to get an optimal amount of sleep, which is seven to nine hours. So I know a lot of folks, especially right now, might be more busy. You know, the kids might be at home and you're trying to work or, you know, some people's jobs have gotten a lot busier as a result of the pandemic. But it's really important to try to focus on sleep because that's when our body repairs. And also the hormone melatonin is really important you know, for sleep, but also for regulating our immune system. So that's another reason why it's really important to try to get that optimal amount of sleep. And that I don't go to bed until like two and three o'clock now. Like it's, oh. my, my circadian rhythm is just really destroyed. So yeah, definitely sleep is a major issue for me right now. Oh, so what do you think is causing that for you? Being out of my normal rhythm, out of my normal routine. Normal routine, yeah. It's just making my own schedule and getting up when I wanted to get up. So it's all these. And when I talk to my friends, it's kind of the same things. We'll, we're just, our lives have just been kind of put in an upheaval. Definitely. <laughs> we're just kind of, I mean, what other point in our lives are we going to have, you know, six weeks off from work and we're at home during that time? Yeah, for sure. I think one of the things definitely though that can be helpful, and I've done this for myself, is to set screen time limits on our devices so that we will get to, you know, you figure out what time you want to get up and what time, you know, work backwards from there, right? And so like for myself, I have my screens on my phone set to like turn off at 9 p.m. And then we want to try to give ourselves an hour between like when we turn the screens off and when we actually go to bed so that our body has a sense of like, you know, kind of getting destimulated before we try to sleep. So that's one little trick that might help, you know, and then just kind of setting some goals in terms of when we want to wake up and then what our bedtime should be based on that wake up time. Yeah. And the screens in the bedroom. have. Uh (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people are challenged just in general with screens and there's a lot coming at us too, which kind of brings me to my second point, which is the stress thing. Um, That's another big thing that can be a, a drain on our immune system. So, you know, the stress response within our body is something that's been around for a long time, like since the beginning of man. 
and was designed to help us survive. So if we you know, encountered a saber-toothed tiger and we had to run for our lives, there would be an increase in our blood sugar and our blood pressure to give us quick energy to get the heck out of there. But then also to kind of allow for that to happen, we had to downregulate our immune system and our digestive system and our reproductive system. So now if we think about being in a chronically stressed state where we're stressed all the time, have all of this stuff coming at us and you know, a lot more on our plate possibly in terms of responsibilities, that can definitely wreak havoc on our immune system. And then you know, also is directly related to sleep too. So this can yeah. be like a vicious cycle between the stress and the sleep. Definitely. Um, you know, yeah. business that your employees depend on you for income during this time where your business has been closed for quite some time. Yeah. <laughs> I can yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of people trying to do different virtual things to try to, you know, offer virtual services and that type of thing. But yeah. Really important. You know, even if we are like, let's say we are a small business owner, or any kind of professional or, you know, anyone with any kind of responsibility, like we need to have a strong mental state so that we can be as productive as possible. Right. Yeah. Some simple things we can do to help with stress management. Number one, making sure we're exercising because that helps with all of those positive hormones as well, you know, to um, keep the immune system strong. And then just some mindfulness things. So I wanted to share some really simple ones. I'm not going to say to meditate, right? But um, a lot of people say that, but there's a really simple exercise you can do to help get that body from the like fight or flight sympathetic nervous system back to the rest and digest parasympathetic nervous system. And that's called box breathing. So you can do that anytime, anywhere. And basically what you do is you breathe in for five and then hold at the top for five and then breathe out for five and hold at the bottom for five. Just kind of go around that box. And that can really help kind of slow things down and get back into the parasympathetic nervous system. So that's a really easy, you know, stress management exercise. Um, Another thing that can be really helpful is to focus on gratitude. So, you know, even in this crazy time, try to think of maybe three things a day that you're grateful for. And you can write that down in a journal or like one thing we've started doing at home is at dinner time, we go around the table and share what our three good things were. Because we have kids, right? We have to make it really simple so that they can understand. Three good things that happened that day. You do want to try to make them specific. So you don't want to say like, you know, I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful I have a home and like repeat the same thing every day because your brain doesn't respond as well to that. You want them to be more specific. So, you know, three good things that happened that day, and they can be really small things, but try to focus on three things that you're grateful for. And then I am a fan of the Calm app, which is a meditation app. And there was a masterclass in there by this author named Sean Acor. And he had a really cool exercise to help with increasing happiness, where you email one person to tell them why you're grateful for them every day for 21 days. So I bring this up because in this time where we're not necessarily connected in know, in person with people, like that's a great way to stay connected with people virtually, like through this crazy time. That is, I haven't heard that. That is, I think I may implement that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fun one. And it's really cool to like kind of get the responses back from people. They're really, they're grateful for that, that you took the time to acknowledge them. You've done it. I have. Yeah. I can imagine someone getting this grateful email from you saying, you know, the heart that they play in your life. Yeah, that would be impressive. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a feel good all around. And who knows how you'll inspire those people too, right? Yeah. Okay. And we talked a little bit about rest already, but trying to you know plan some rest times throughout your day and then planning your day. So Melissa, you talked about that a little bit. 
I think one way to really manage our stress is to have a plan for your day, have a plan for your meals. So you make sure that you're getting some good nutrition in and then eating at like normal intervals, right? And also a plan for your self-care. Like what are some really easy things that you can do to make sure that you're taking care of yourself? Like for me, an example was yesterday, there's this yoga teacher that I really like who used to live by me, but now she lives in Bali and now she's doing virtual classes. So yesterday she had this sound bath meditation thing. So I was like, hey, you know, to my husband, I'm like, I really want to take this class. So he watched the kids so that I could do that. Like, you know, finding those little pockets of time where you can focus on a little bit of self-care is really important, I think, right now too. And I've been doing walks. So I do two walks a day. I do a midday walk and I do an evening walk. So that's been headphones in, the ebook, audiobook, and that's kind of been my time. Very good. Walked more in the last few weeks than I've walked in my entire life. <laughs> You're getting those steps in, yeah. But it's great being out, seeing all the neighbors walking. Everyone's in the same boat. Got to know my neighbors a little bit more. So that has been quite interesting. That's great. See, there's something to be, there's all these silver linings, I feel like, of the pandemic, like different things that are happening. Like, you know, for us, I think it's spending more time as a family because my husband's usually gone traveling a lot. Uh, but yeah, like, you know, getting closer to your community, that's awesome too. And calling people that I haven't checked on, people that are my dear friends, but they're not the friends that you call every day, but just checking in with them. That's one thing that I'm incredibly grateful for is, you know, just touching bases with those people. Again. Yeah, that's awesome. Good. So yeah, that was it on the stress or the calm. <laughs> and then the last thing, you know, which is really important too, is eating whole foods and making sure that we're eating the right ones. So there's definitely some things we can eat that are going to give us the key nutrients that we need to boost our metabolism. So the key nutrients, or I'm sorry, not the metabolism for our immunity. <laughs> Probably some of them will help with our metabolism too. But for our immunity, there's some key nutrients that we can focus on. And those are vitamin D, vitamin A, vitamin C, and zinc. And then I have a few other kind of key things to focus on as well. But for vitamin D, the best way actually to get it in the most bioavailable form is from the sun. So Melissa, like on those walks, making sure we're getting, uh, they say 10 to 30 minutes a day is optimal to get the amount of vitamin D that we need from sunlight. And then when we do that, we have to make sure like UVB rays have to be able to get in. So ideally doing it without sunscreen on is the best way to you know, get that vitamin D from the sun. And then also salmon is another food that's high in vitamin D. And then for vitamin A, orange foods like carrots and sweet potato, pumpkin, all have beta carotene in them that convert to vitamin A. So those are good food sources in there. And then vitamin C, I think a lot of people know about like citrus, also berries are really high in vitamin C, especially strawberries. And those have a lot of antioxidants in them as well. And then the dark green leafy vegetables like kale and spinach also are high in vitamin C. And then for zinc, Meat is high in zinc as well as poultry, also legumes and hemp seeds. So some different options if you're not a meat eater to you know, make sure you're getting some legumes and, and seeds in there too, really important for zinc. And then cruciferous vegetables. So things like broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, those help with a cellular process called methylation. And that helps with detoxification as well as promoting positive gene expression. So some people may not know that our DNA is actually not fixed. And there are things that we can do with our lifestyle and our diet 
that can promote positive gene expression to help us actually prevent disease. And so the specific study for nutrition and gene expression is nutrigenomics. Uh, but there is, you know, these, eating these foods is one of the ways we can really help with that. So I always try to make sure I'm getting at least one serving of cruciferous vegetables in a day. There's a Dr. Mark Hyman is like a thought leader in functional medicine. Right now, he's actually recommending eight to 10 servings of fruits and vegetables a day to really help with boosting the immune system. And those, like you said earlier, those will help the uh, metabolism as well. Yes. And then um, also minimizing sugar, which that will also help with the metabolism. Uh, but sugar actually feeds viruses. And there's all of these different little receptors on different cells and that type of thing. And you know, sugar actually promotes a lot of not so good stuff like, you know, virus uptake as well as cancer, other things. So making sure we're minimizing the sugar that we have in our diet also promotes inflammation, which we don't want right now. And then making sure when we're cooking that we're using high quality oils, which is going to help us manage our inflammation because things like um, coconut oil, olive oil, and avocado oil are all anti-inflammatory oils. Things like, you know, canola or vegetable oil, for example, are more pro-inflammatory. So we really want to try to avoid those right now and focus on those higher quality oils that will help with managing inflammation. Um, and those do help with cellular metabolism as well. Wow, that was a impressive list. So it goes back to sleep, calm, whole foods, and those were the primary three I the three buckets. Yeah. Yeah. Like kind of those are three things to work on. And obviously, you know, you want to pick one at a time to work on improving and then move on to the next thing. So for folks that I'm working with right now, if people are not getting the optimal amount of sleep, I would say that is probably the first place that people want to start, you know, work on that because that's really foundational. And then once you're sleeping better and that helps with the stress to bring the stress down, you'll probably feel a lot more motivated to you know, work on this targeted stuff with the nutrition as well. So when we say sleep, if I would go to sleep at two and wake up at 10, I'm still getting eight hours. You are, yes. <laughs> What's your recommendation on sleep, the time frame, time span? Yeah. I mean, I think they say it's best to try to like match it up with like the daylight hours to help with, you know, hormone regulation, also the vitamin D thing. Plus, you know, when we go back, we are going to go back to the real world, right? So the more we can kind of keep things similar to that, I think it'll just make it easier to adjust once we do go back to normal. Yeah, but we want to make sure we're definitely, you know, awake for the, the daylight hours and that type of thing. And when uh, stress management, the exercise, do we want, because exercise is a stressor, do we want to keep that where it's a brisk walk or high intensity training, weightlifting, what would you recommend? Yeah. Well, I think generally like whatever kind of exercise you will do on a regular basis is probably the best. Yeah. But I do, I totally hear what you're saying that sometimes people will over-exercise and that can have an effect on our stress hormones too. So, you know, just kind of be reasonable, listen to your body and kind of follow its lead, but at least like 20 minutes a day minimum of some kind of like, you know, intentional exercise is good, but whatever feels good to you, I think would be a great place to start. So where, what can the listeners do to, you know, improve if they're interested in improving their um, immune strength? Yeah. Well, I actually do have a bunch of free tools that I've created. So I will um, send you that link, Melissa, so you can give it to your listeners. Some of the things that I put together. So I have a um, meal plan that I did actually with another entrepreneur that I work with. 
So it's a seven-day dinner meal plan that includes all of those key you know, nutrients that we talked about. And the meals are pretty tasty too. We've tested them and have rolled that out. So that's exciting. I've also created like a quarantine workout series. So there's six workouts. Three of them are body weight. One's with the kettlebell, one's with dumbbells. And then the sixth one is a kind of an advanced kettlebell flow workout. So that's another tool I have available. And then also an immunity assessment. So there is a, a online kind of quiz that you can fill out. And then I will email you back some individualized thoughts of mine in terms of what you can work on to improve your immune strength. And what's the email address that, or that that's going to be at? That's on your website? Yeah, it's actually, there's a link to it on my website. Yeah. Um, but my email is rachel at rachelrotabi.com too, if anybody you know wants to ask any questions or learn more about functional medicine or anything like that. I'd be happy to field those. Wonderful. And always close with your nutrition nugget. So one piece of information that if you knew you had a long time ago, would have saved you a lot of frustration or just something you think will help people in the future. Yeah. So when I get asked this question, I think a lot of people are surprised. I actually, it has nothing to do with food, like what my thing is. So mine, my, well, that's something I'm really passionate about is this whole stress thing because I actually pushed myself into hypertension at the beginning of 2019 and then used functional medicine to reverse it. I didn't realize, and I think a lot of people don't realize the effects that stress has on our body. So we talked a little bit about that. There are, you know, especially if we're stressed in a chronic state, like for a long time, can set a lot of things into imbalance. It's also one of the triggers for autoimmune conditions. So definitely focusing on, you know, creating some calm in your life every day is the one thing that I think is so important for all of us to work on. And you seem just so calm and peaceful. <laughs> Ask my husband about that. He'll, he'll have a different answer for you. <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to add? No, I, I think we hit pretty much everything. And thank you so much again for having me, Melissa. Thank you so much for being on. And, and tell our listeners where they can find you. Yeah, so my website is rachelrotabi.com. And then I also have a Facebook group that's called Functional Wellness and Weight Loss. So my practice, I do focus on helping women uncover what's helping them or what's holding them back from losing weight. So I have this Facebook group and then I go live in there once a week to share you know, some tip about functional wellness and weight loss. So if you guys are interested in learning more, I'd love to see you in there. Definitely. And I will definitely have to have you back for a discussion on weight loss. I know that the more pressing issue right now is dealing with the immune system, but definitely I'd love to hear your um, take on, on weight loss and uh, nutrition around that. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to come back and talk about that sometime. I appreciate your time and um, I hope you had an amazing day. You too, Melissa. Thanks so much for having me. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Nutrition Revolution. Join us every Tuesday for a new episode. Visit our website at nutritionrevolutionwithmd.com for our show notes and to access resources we discussed in this episode. Remember to download and subscribe to The Nutrition Revolution. Until next week, live a healthy and happy life.